You have met the enemy, and the enemy is you. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. This is where we turn to Jason Jennings for a dose of wisdom each week. The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, great to be with you again today. Uh, Dale, I just, I love these few minutes of sanity every week. So uh, we were talking leading up to the podcast, and you said you had a moment this week for a bit of introspection, and you learned something new about yourself. I did, and I didn't like what I found. (laughs) Isn't that true for a lot of us? So let me ask you a couple of questions. When, When do you think I finish preparing for a podcast? How much time before the, we record a podcast do you think I finish preparing? Well, the email usually arrives just a few minutes before our okay. recording time, so I'm guessing right up to. You're using right. every moment of time. Right. Uh, when do you think I submit a book? When, I, when do you think I complete a book and submit it to the publisher? Well, if you follow that, probably right up until the last minute. Uh, when do you think I finish writing a speech? Right up until the last minute? I, uh, right on all counts. Okay. And I, I started thinking, you know, I have to change this uh, in my life. And I started thinking about this, uh, uh, this theory uh, or a dictum, if you will, or a hypothesis maybe uh, that I first uh, encountered a few years ago, which is work expands to fill the time available. And so I started doing a little bit of reading about uh, a British naval historian, the author of some 60 books and, and an important scholar in public administration, and his name sounds very British, too, Cyril Northcote Parkinson. Doesn't that sound very British to you? Very. And uh, so his original hypothesis was that work ex- – well, he wrote this – his most famous book is called Parkinson's Law. And, uh, and his hypothesis was that work expands to fill the time available. And most of us know this to be true in our own lives. And so a group of other people took his original hypothesis that work expands to fill the time available, and they actually did a 15-year-long study on the British Navy. And and here's what they discovered. I love it. Um, during the 15-year period they studied, uh, as the frontline people in the British Navy actually doing the work decreased 38%, the headquarters grew 78%. And out of all this immense research, they actually were able to create a mathematical formula that showed the most natural action of any bureaucrat is to begat junior officials. And the junior officials would then begat their own subordinates, and eventually the work of one, get this, became the work of seven. <laughs> what they discovered is a massive people pyramid scheme. Now, there's some newer research from A.T. Kearney that shows that high-performing companies, get this one, have 500 fewer managers per billion dollars of revenue than poor-performing companies. So now, how do I take this observation into my own life, my little bit of introspection, and this study, and answer the question to people listening, what does this mean to you? Well, I think what it means to you is the uh, human tendency is to allow 
uh, work to expand to fill the time available. I think it's something we all have to work with. But more specifically, I think it speaks to bureaucracies. Bureaucracies, uh, where the work of one became the work of seven, bureaucracies are designed for the primary reason of giving birth to other bureaucrats, number one. Number two, bureaucracies are designed to provide cover, a hiding place for people who don't want to take responsibility. Bureaucracies slow everything down. I'm always asked, Dale, by CEOs and company owners how to speed things up. And my answer from this point on is going to be to recall the words of American cartoonist Walt Kelly, who wrote the Pogo series, and he did it in one of his comic books, Pogo, and the subtitle was, We've Met the Enemy, and He is Us. So if you've allowed the bureaucracy to be built, you need to dismantle it. Number four, bureaucrats need something to do, so they hold meetings. Uh, And uh, in my research, great performing companies don't have a lot of meetings. Most meetings are held standing up, and they have to make a decision. They make it in accordance with their guiding principle. Number five, which leads us to the message based on a chapter for my book, The Reinventors, be forever frugal and always work to slash the self-perpetuating bureaucracy. And my final thought on the subject is this. Be ever vigilant, because dark forces lurk in the background, just waiting to build a bureaucracy that will slow you down and ultimately poison you. Oh, wow. So my head's swimming. Number one, I think about a backpack. The bigger my backpack, the more I can put in it. And the more I feel compelled to put in that backpack. (laughs) That's exactly right. So the the space. The other thing I'm thinking about is, uh, I wish I could remember who said it, but it was a line I came across, and that is, bureaucracies are self-perpetuating and they are constantly building protections. Meaning, a bureaucracy is going to protect itself at all costs. So when you say, start tearing the bureaucracies down, my first question is, uh, that bureaucracy has built protection mechanisms in it. You know, I was thinking about sci-fi movies and the spaceship and they push right. the button and the, right. <laughs> the, uh, the bubble, sur- you know, surrounds it and makes yes. it impervious. So yes. let's talk about tearing down bureaucracies. You know, I think the answer is actually a, a, a very simple one. Uh, when I was sitting, uh, to the best of my belief, I, I might be wrong, but I don't think so. <clears throat> About 15 years ago, I, I wanted to interview Charles Koch of Koch Industries uh, for one of my books, and uh, for my book, Less is More. And uh, it, it took us six months to gain access. I believe I'm the first researcher and author that he agreed to spend time with. And uh, his politics might be somewhat different than mine, uh, but nonetheless, there's no denying he's built the second biggest privately held company in the world. And as he explained to me, and uh, uh, he's a voracious reader, and he's one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life. And uh, he said, Jason, what I can tell you about Coke Industries is this. Everybody here, and this will be the answer to your question, everybody knows, everybody here knows how much value, economic value, they create every year. They know how to measure it, and they know how to increase it, and they are compensated, directly commensurate, with the amount of value they create. And I said, well, what about all those things you can't measure? What about all those jobs that don't add value? And he said, if we cannot put a number on the value that somebody 
the amount of economic value that somebody creates, the job does not exist in this organization. And that's an organization of uh, 100,000 people. If you want to send the bureaucrats scurrying for the doors and looking for gainful employment in other places, begin the exercise of figuring out how much economic value every single individual creates, how it can be measured, how they can improve it, and how their compensation can be tied to the economic value that they create for the organization. No economic value created, therefore, ergo, no job. (laughs) End of story. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, let's bring this full circle back to your introspection about bringing things to the last minute and, uh, and what does it mean for you? How are you changing things so that we can take the lesson and, and put it to work in our own lives in the coming week? Well, I think, I, 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 think the, I think the lesson in my own life is it's the lesson of everybody else's life. Work expands to fill the time available. It is just the human condition. So because organizations and companies are collections of human organism, if, if humans have a tendency to let work expand to fill the time available, ergo, organizations do the exact same thing. So what am I, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> what am I going to do in my own world? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, the first thing you have to do is be mindful of it. I mean, one of the labors of Hercules was to clean out the stables. I mean, he wasn't required to fill them again with the same stuff. And so I guess basically this week for me, the cleansing exercise was to clean out the stables and come to a realization that I have a tendency to let work expand to fill the time available. Now, I've got to ask myself the question and ponder myself or ponder the question, what does that mean to me and, and what do I do with that? And it's amazing how much more time we can find when we start to look at. Uh, a great exercise that I've, I've heard people use and, and I've used myself is a 15-minute log of your time for either a day or two days. So every 15 minutes you write down, what did I just do with the last 15 minutes? And I have yet to find a person who has gone through that logging practice who hasn't discovered that they had so much more time on their hands. Yeah, one of the things that you and I did, and I think it's a year ago now, and and I've maintained it, uh, I answer emails early in the morning, I close Outlook. Uh, Around the middle of the day, I open Outlook, I respond to emails, I, I shut Outlook, and then at the end of the day, I open Outlook and I respond to emails. Otherwise, you're treating emails like you're texting on a telephone, and as soon as you're working on a project, all of a sudden, ding, you've got an email, and, and you're off your game. So I think it's it's any series of things that any of us can do, but that has increased my productivity um, a, a, a tremendous amount. So anyway, what a great episode. Absolutely. I have uh, found the enemy. The enemy is me, but now that we've identified the problem, we know how to go to work on uh, being better and uh, more productive. Thank you very much. And get rid of all those damn bureaucrats. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So any final words for us? Parting words? Uh, Yeah, I've been on this now for several episodes. Uh, The amount, uh, generally, I mean, it's not that I like my latest book, The High Speed Company. I love it. I I think it's a great book. But I I don't know what's happened that uh, a book I published three years ago, The Reinventors, there are lots of people talking about it. I get lots of mail about it. There are lots of companies that are buying it for all of their people. There are lots of companies that are making it, uh, as one told me, the business Bible uh, for their company, requiring their entire leadership's team to 
to read. And as I told you in a past episode, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went back and reread the book, and, and there was stuff in there that I'd totally forgotten about. So if you're looking for a good read uh, on your Kindle or on your Nook or hardcover like I like to read, um, um, The Reinventors would probably be a good bet. Awesome. And I want to remind folks that uh, you can ask Jason questions that we will answer right here on the web on the uh, podcast. All you have to do is uh, use Twitter and uh, give us a shout us give us a shout out hashtag Ask Jason Jennings and post your tweet 140 characters or less. We've answered a few of those questions right here on the podcast. We want to hear some more. We're watching that carefully, uh, but it's hashtag Ask Jason Jennings, and we'll get those questions right here on the podcast and look forward to hearing from you. Jason, thanks for your time today. I'll tell folks Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Find out how you can arrange to have Jason keynote your next event or leadership conference and learn about his fees and availability. Check out the website, jason-jennings.com. Click the contact button and follow the instructions there. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com. Thank you.